Great. Well, welcome to the Next Growth Track podcast. Uh, I'm here with Archie Coates, who many of you know. Archie, Woo! welcome. Woo! Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to me. Welcome to uh, Archie. You're in the ears of many people, maybe on a bus or a train, or I don't know <laughs> what they're doing. Uh, it, thank you for giving up your time. Uh, I know you're very busy, but this is great. Yes, we're, God, pleasure. We're uh, sitting in a really exciting room. We're currently sitting in the new prayer space at St. Oh, Peter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if Do you know where the prayer room is? It's the underneath the tower. Yeah. And it's uh, going to be like a prayer space that people can come in any time. You don't even have to get there through the church. You can get there through like an outside door. And it's, um, I think we're really going to step up the prayer. But it's amazing. It's praying underneath the tower here, right yeah. in the heart of the building. And we're not just praying for the tower to be fixed. We can pray for other <laughs> Yeah, <people>. yeah. <laughs> Brighton <laughs> and beyond. Oh, Britt. Well, actually, um, thank you for doing this. And uh, as you, you are aware, we've sort of journeyed a little bit over some of these podcasts. Johnny's helped uh, us sort of get into grips with a bit of the Bible, done a bit of an overview. We've had a conversation with Hannah Milne around the sort of role of community and why, you know, church community is important. And, um, and actually a bit with Paul as well, Paul Nelson around, around worship, our lives being a living sacrifice and, and the role of Sunday, sort of corporate worship. But what I'd love to, to have a conversation with you about is, is the area of calling. And each person that's doing the growth track, it, it's exciting. There's a big group of us. And we've all decided, actually, for a year, mm. uh, I'm going to step up the commitments. I'm going to try and do the Bible in one year. I'm going to uh, you know, go commit to a group, be a part of a team. I'm going to be coached. I'm going to listen to these unbelievable podcast and and the idea is we're going to really grow in our faith and there's this christianese word calling that is sort of thrown around a lot in church i hear it in sermons in podcasts and talks and um i've actually heard you speak on this before and i'd love to just open up this this conversation around calling and um, ask if you can help us uh sort of understand calling and then how uh, we might uh, pursue our calling in, in our own lives. So, um, Archie, calling, what is it? Where do we start? Well, I, I think, I, I hope it's not just me, I think it's what the Bible thinks as well about calling is it, it comes in two ways, general and specific. And when we talk about calling, we tend to jump to the specific. In other words, we think, what am I called to do as a career or as a job or who am I called to marry or where am I called to live or am I called to buy a house or keep renting or that kind of, which I think is all specific. But it seems to me that the Bible talks much more about general call mm. and specific falls out of getting your general call right. Yeah. So when I think about general call, um, actually the verse that comes to mind is the one that Hannah Milne spoke on uh, the, um, in the summer from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, which is rejoice in the Lord always. Give thanks in all circumstances. Pray continually, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm. So I think that is the call of my life. I'm going to do those three things. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. I'm going to give thanks in all circumstances. And I'm going to pray continually. And uh, it's simple. Simple as. doesn't mean it's easy, but it's simple. Actually, that's how I... That's at the moment how I'm framing my quiet times. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I do it in those three sections. I think, first of all, how can I rejoice in the Lord, you know, yeah. w in what he's done for me, in who he is, his character, his nature. Uh, then I think about I'm going to give thanks. So I spend a bit mm -hmm. of time giving thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances, because yeah. you might be having a tough week, but in all circumstances. And then, what, then I'm going to pray, and I pray about, and I find 
that's it says that's yeah. the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So um, I like that. Um, yeah. So I think general call is basically becoming more like Christ. Yeah. Um, and um, if we make that the heart, then I think the specific call begins to be um, not the be all and end all of our yeah. lives and becomes a little bit easier to discern. Yeah. And you mentioned there your quiet time, and um, which um, we could probably do a whole podcast on. But but in terms of, I find that really helpful for myself. This this general calling to be more like Christ, you know, to um, to become more Christ-like, and and this uh, secondary secondary calling, more specific to to a career or to who to marry or these these decisions to be made. What practices do you have in your life that? Um, make sure the the general, the primary calling is at the front of your mind to become more like, you know, you mentioned your quiet time. Is there other things that you have in place that, that keep this, you know, in action? I think that um, I like to view my life as not a mistake and my circumstances not accidental. Mm. And therefore, when things are hard, uh, to see them as opportunities to draw close to God and to mm. depend upon him, and to use them as um, uh, sharpness for becoming more like Christ rather than, gosh, disasters throwing me off becoming like Christ. Mm. And uh, and I know it sounds simple, but I I think that's really, really helpful. So I, I, I work quite hard at thinking, at processing, journaling and thinking, why, why do I feel a bit um, this week, actually, I feel a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. What is it that the Lord might be trying to say to me through that? Mm. Um, I had a tough conversation, let's say. W- w- rather than just, w- what is it that God might be trying to teach me through that? Yeah. And so th- those things become the way that I think that we're kind of refined. Yeah, I love that. And uh, thinking about the secondary, sort of, I, I, I imagine this is... Um, we talk a lot about this, you yes. know, what, what should we do with yeah, our life? And, specific. and um, I think it's helpful to pause and just say, okay, actually, well, well who are we to become more like, like yeah, Jesus? Yeah. That's our primary. But the, the secondary one, uh, I, I think speaking for myself, I'm in a time of my life, late 20s, where I'm thinking, okay, uh, what does the next sort of 10 years, 20 years look like for myself, Elizabeth and, and Miller? What, you know, what should we do? Yeah. Is it church leadership? Yeah, Is it yeah. another, you know, all of it. Ultimately, I'm, I'm asking, God, what are you saying to me? And, yeah. and the question is, is how do we discern God's voice in, in the time I'm in right now? I imagine people who might be listening to that might be asking that. How do we discern uh, that secondary calling? Yeah. Well, I think that if one gets the general calling um, as priority, the secondary one, specific one, matters less. In, other words, in the New Testament, as far as I can make out, um, the thrust of the epistles is about how we behave. I don't think God minds whether we're a brain surgeon or a bus driver um, or a bartender. I I don't think he's bothered about what job we're doing. I think he's very interested in how we behave in whatever job we happen to be doing. And uh, therefore, I think the rest is up to us. Now, it's not that he's not interested in us in the minutiae and the details and what we're doing. He's fascinated because he's built us and made us. But why that helps me is that I don't think, therefore... There's a plan or a that if I don't get it, mm. I've, I've bother, I've missed the call for my yeah. life. Because if the whole thing is basically becoming more like Christ, he yeah. can use anything. Yeah. And um, that helps take the pressure off. And so 
I think the question is not so much, um, gosh, what out of all these things that I could be doing, should I, which is the right one? Um, I like the Philippians verse, which says um, that God works his will his, um, in you, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. In mm. other words, he, he, he uses our desires, yeah. he uses our passions. Yeah. Um, so why shouldn't the person that we're going out with at the moment yeah. happen to be the one that we should marry? Yeah. Um, why, why would there necessarily be that grass is greener? Why isn't the job that we look through and think, gosh... I reckon I could do that. Yeah. Why shouldn't that be the one? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have um, now. Is that natural or is it supernatural? I think mm. it's all, all mixed in. Um, but I don't think that God honestly. I don't think He minds who we marry. He mm. just minds that when we marry the person that yeah. we marry, that we are the best husband or wife that we could possibly be. Yeah. I've. Um, I don't. It was a talk once. I remember hearing talking about God cares much more about who who we are yeah. than than what we do, and I find yeah. that quite helpful. To sort of, oh, yeah, what, really what am good. I going to be doing in one, two, yeah. three, four years time? Yeah. Oh no, no, actually, who am I going to yeah. be? Or if I'm a little bit more this time next year, like Jesus, exactly. Then whatever I'll be doing, yeah, is, yeah. is surely going to be you yeah. know bringing goodness to people, and 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 that is really helpful. Yeah. One thing. You mentioned before sort of um, making sure you're sort of reflecting your quiet times and, and sort of practical things. Let's say you've, you've, you feel called into speci- something specific, uh, a teacher or a, a lawyer or I'm going to run a cafe or whatever, and, and, and you really sense, now this is what God's calling me to do. Uh, how, how do we sustain that? How do we stay on track with, with what God's doing? And, and, um, and you know, often the, the test for these things is, is longevity. You yeah. know, how do we have longevity with what God's calling us to do? Yeah. It's a very good question because if um, we do something and inevitably there comes a point where it gets harder um, <laughs> or a season, you know, uh, we don't feel like doing that job today or and how do you know whether it's meant to be an indication that we should be doing something else yeah um, or whether no, no no push through and persevere yeah i think it, it comes down to doing things because we think god has asked us to do them rather than because they're being successful at any one time or another yeah in other words if i in my own sense of calling with the church I think if I was leading St. Peter's because it, it was working, hmm. I think I would have given up a long time ago. <laughs> I do it because I think God's asked me to do it. And so I'm doing it out of obedience and faithfulness, hmm. I hope, to him, hmm. rather than because of the fruit that is sometimes there or sometimes not there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember there's a saying someone helped me with, which was, um, you know, Jesus says in John 15, um, he's the vine and we're the branches. And that as branches, we should keep looking to the vine, in other words, mm. to the source rather than to the fruit. Yeah. And so I suppose if our calling is teaching, yeah. the question that we have to keep on coming back to is, Lord, I think you asked me to keep teaching yeah. and I'm going to keep teaching yeah. rather than, gosh, this doesn't seem to be working this year, therefore should I be doing something else? Yeah. And I suppose the other um, paradigm I work with is that um, God tends to call us out of, um, into things rather than out of things. So in other words, um, I've said a, a just simpler, 
I say to God, look, I'm going to keep doing this, yeah. but if you want me to do anything else, you've got yeah. to make it really clear. Mm. I'm not going to leave this and then scout around for something. In other words, yeah. I, I, I'm going to stay in what you're, I'm doing yeah. until you make it really clear that you're calling me into yeah. something else. Yeah. And that at least takes out one variable. <laughs> yeah. I've heard you um, mention this to me personally a couple of times, that sometimes in calling and uh, I'm thinking uh, specifically around that sort of secondary calling in, in our occupation or, and whatever it might be, um, that sometimes there's areas where we've just got to be obedient and we've got to operate in that space. But then there's also the areas in just which we're passionate about. And actually, oh, I'd, I'd love to just do that. That ticks all my boxes. But then there's some areas in our life, and I don't know if you have any... Um, personal experience of this is some areas in our life that maybe calling isn't always the fun exciting option actually some areas that god i'm gonna be obedient and so there's operating that obedience sort of i mean we've got to be obedient in all areas do you have any areas or experience in being like oh actually that's difficult for me but i'm gonna i'm gonna operate in that because i'm sensing god calling me into that yes i think that um calling when it's from god is not only for our own personal satisfaction and comfort and pleasure and passion, although I think um, it helps enormously when it is. But I think a calling which is truly Christian also has an element of uh, cost and transformation for the world around us. So in my example, um, I feel that part of my calling is to help the poor. And it's not something that I um, would naturally do. But I in my case, I make myself, you know, I, I'm going to, um, it's only a very small thing, but I, I, I will do safe haven yeah. once or, or twice a term. Yeah. Not because I feel like doing it, on, although actually when I get there, you, it, it ends up being incredibly rewarding, it always yeah. is. But, 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 but yeah, and I guess that would be the same with giving financially, lots of areas. Mm. Um, where, but so in other words, think of calling not just for one's own fulfillment, but actually yeah. in some ways bringing about God's kingdom in the world. Yeah. What I've um, often admired about you, Archie, is this, um, and there's a theme through everything you're saying here, is, is and we've got to think bigger than ourselves. And calling, uh, well, actually, I often look at it in the Bible, and I think especially around the disciples. I mean, what they're being called into is, I mean, it's a lot bigger than their capacity. I mean, if you were thinking of a group of people who you were going to set the church up with and change the world... I mean, I don't know if I would logically just go to the fishermen on the lake. It's um, there was something about who they were and their willingness, and and that God had anointed them for that. But the Spirit has to guide us, and 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 tell us how do we, you know, how do we invite the Holy Spirit into guiding us into? Because that's the crucial thing, you know, hearing God's voices. But but what will sustain us and what will keep us going, and um, and what will give us to go into areas that are beyond our incapacity? And I think of my own life and I think a lot of the part of my job I think oh I'm just not qualified I'm not I don't have the ability to do this but I think by the grace of God and through his Holy Spirit I can do this yeah. and and you know calling isn't always something that's easy it might be challenging and, and and help me sort of think around this area how do we make sure we keep the Holy Spirit as sort of the engine room to what we do well in um, 2 Corinthians Paul says that God's power is made perfect in our weakness in other words if we want to experience God's strength, we have to be in a place of weakness yeah. because otherwise we can do it in our own strength. And so therefore, getting into a place where we are dependent 
upon mm. God is the best thing to do because then we experience his power. And, of course, his power enables us to do more mm. than we would do in our own power. Yeah. So how do we get into weakness? Well, sometimes it's thrust upon us. Yeah. We, we, we are just weak. Um, we are overwhelmed. We um, are struggling. And that is a great opportunity to be to then turn on the turbocharge <laughs> of God's power. Lord, I can't do this in my yeah. own strength, clearly. Um, so I need you. And the other way is to force ourselves yeah. into weakness. And that's a great mechanism too, you know, to serve, give, pray a little bit more than would be your natural propensity to yeah. kind of force the stretch. And yeah. then you discover that God's power is takes you beyond what yeah. you could do yourself. And both those positions are quite mm. exciting, but both of them feel a little bit unnatural. Yeah. Um, so I, um, at St. Peter's, um, I, I do it by, um, I, I do, I take every opportunity when anyone says at the front, should we pray for the Holy Spirit to come? Yeah. I say, yeah, either because I'm on that particular Sunday or that particular group night on a Tuesday, wherever it is, feeling weak, and therefore I want yeah. his strength to help me or because I'm feeling okay, but I don't want to just live in okay. I want to live beyond okay, yeah. and therefore I, I want his, more of his power. So I think it's, it's just opening ourselves to the spirit, really. Yeah. And can you just, even in a couple of minutes, just tell us a bit of your journey, like even back to what you studied at university or sort of your journey, because I imagine uh, 15 years ago, maybe you did, but you, you might not have seen yourself in the role you're in right now. What's that journey been like for you in, in, in stepping into your calling? Uh, you're absolutely right, and I would never have imagined um, that I'd be doing now what I am. Um, I um, read English at university. I wanted to get into sales, marketing. Mm -hmm. I did that for a year or two. Never thought about doing uh, church ministry, except I was a, a keen Christian and went to church. And then somebody offered uh, me a role uh, with a church plant, actually, um, to kind of be like an intern. And so I did that for um, three years. And after that, I went to some more interviews um, to try and get back into business. And um, it was extraordinary. I was, remember sitting in the interview. I don't know whether I'd have got the job, but I sat in the interview <laughs> and literally found myself thinking, do you know, there's thousands of people who could do this job. But I think I may have found my niche doing yeah. that internship. Um, so that then made me look at um, doing church stuff. And then um, since then, I've never really, um, uh, I wouldn't, I'm not terrifically ambitious, but my father um, said to me when I was young, he said, if someone asks you to do something, always try and say yes, unless there's a good reason to say no. So I've just taken that as my guiding principle. And so um, when anybody <laughs> asks me to do something, I try and say yes, unless there's a good reason to say no. And then the Lord has just led me um, and open doors yeah. and uh, on a path yeah. and uh, so I haven't spent very much time sort of thinking frozen sort of what should I do I just think I'll just take the next step in whatever direction seems to be a yes yeah. and then I think God has opened up a path and a direction yeah. you know it's much easier to move in terms of calling it's, it's much easier to move like a, a vehicle it's much easier to steer a vehicle when it's moving than when yeah. it's um, still and I think it's the same with our lives. You know, we just, um, I wouldn't worry too much about um, the next um, six, 12, two years. 
um, but just think, okay, what's the next step and the next yeah. step? And then the Lord has a way. Uh, I love that um, verse in the Psalms that says, um, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wish it said, you know, it's a kind of beam yeah. uh, years ahead, <laughs> but it's just like for one, st- to yeah. my feet, just one step. Yeah. And then he tends, has an extraordinary way of guiding us. And then, of course, you look back and you realize that, oh, that was all part of the calling, but at the time you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, what I uh, love about what you're saying, Archie, and through many of your points, it, um, it stems back to your relationship with Jesus. Oh, yeah. And, and, and also, with other, uh, interestingly, with other people. I think that's what's so good about um, St. Peter's at its best, is we've got mm. friends who keep us accountable yeah. for our faith, but also for our direction and our journey. Because yeah. uh, my danger is, um, I, you know, my, my issue is self-sufficiency. That I think, you know, me and God, we're tight and we're going to do it ourselves. But actually, my best avenues in terms of calling and direction have been when I've stress tested it um, with friends. And they said, come on, you should do that. Or what are you thinking about? (laughs) So I think that's it's both horizontal as well as vertical. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, this has been really helpful. And uh, and. Thank you so much for your time and just to be able to sort of open up this topic of calling and uh, there's many notes I think people will scribble down and um, and would you pray for us before we finish yeah. and then we're done. Lord Jesus, thank you for your promise uh, that you have plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans for a hope and a future. And we pray for each one of us that step by step we will keep walking in your ways and keeping close to you, saying our prayers and trusting you to lead us into the next step and then the next step after that. And we thank you that when we're in you, in Christ, uh, there's nothing that we're going to miss. In Jesus' name, amen. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Archie. I hope you all have a great day. Bye.